Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring. So it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions. another episode of the podcast and I'm so excited to have another guest with me today who is Shaz. Yay! Welcome Shaz. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. met Shaz on Instagram, right? Like we had been following each other and just, you know, I've been following your stuff and just you just killing it. Like I'll, I'll let you do your own intro and like your profession and stuff. But yeah, we just, we just like kind of knew of each other there and then you tagged me on one of your posts and said that you listened to the podcast and I was just like yeah thank you so much for supporting me and then I was like do you want to come like podcast so I think you know that's how it all started and now you're yeah. here but for the people that don't know you do you want to maybe start off with your name age and occupation yep sure so I'm super bad I but people know me as Shaz um I'm 26 year old and um I'm currently a foundation year one doctor and that's me <laughs> yeah that's so cool because I was just telling Shaz beforehand as well like you know there's an I mean I don't know a lot I mean you probably know a lot of doctors because that's your industry right but I was like, I don't know a lot of yeah. doctors probably here and there so it's just amazing to see how like you've like killed it in that industry and you're obviously starting off in your career and you know just saving lives and all of that stuff so it's just really cool oh. and I'd love I'm so excited to kind of hear your kind of story right um and obviously that's what you do for your day job um, and mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's what pays your bills and stuff. But I guess like to really trying to get to know you as a person, what would you say really drives you as an individual? Like you've, you've, you know, in your, in your professional life as well, where you've gone out, you've done a degree in this, uh, in medicine and in yeah. your personal life as well. Like, what would you say like your key motivation is in everything that you do in your life? Mm. Okay. I think with my motivation is sort of evolved through time. So, you know, when I was younger, um, something else motivated me rather than when I was older, it sort of changed through time. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, um, when I was younger in my primary school years, um, I think it was sort of my parents sort of encouraging me to study and like be really focused in academia. That's what motivated me to sort of focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever I got I got good grades or anything, um, they'd be really proud out of me and seeing this really motivated me to work even harder and like get better grades mm-hmm. um whereas secondary school um well truthfully speaking i think secondary school uh, in secondary school um it was mostly um sort of for the society in a way because um ever since i was younger i was um what they deem as knuckly like I wore a lot of makeup and stuff so Mm. you know um, aunties used to tell my mum oh she's quite you know knuckly like wears a lot of makeup blah 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 but at least you know she's okay at studies Um, so my mum used to be like oh you know this is one thing you're good at like please don't let me down at least keep your studies up Mm -hmm. so I think that's what made me feel like you know to save my parents reputation I need to be at least good at this and Mm -hmm. that's what urged me to sort of study harder Mm -hmm. um whereas then when I went on to uni I think um it was mostly just my friends um they were very studious and they did really well and Mm -hmm. for me to slack behind you know I couldn't have that so Mm -hmm. they they really drove me to work harder and stuff so 
um, I would say definitely my friends were my motivation. Mm. Along with that, obviously, um, at that time, we had so many exams and we had to pull out, pull off like so many all-nighters. Um, sometimes we had to study for like six weeks straight on and finish like six exams before we could, you know, rest. Mm-hmm. So um, around those times, I think YouTube videos really helped me. Mm-hmm. I especially remember this one, which one was about... Um, pain is just temporary um it's just transient and you'll overcome it Mm -hmm. so I used to just study and be like this is just temporary I need to get through this I need to get through this exam and once I'm done you know it's done kind of thing like it's not Mm. going to stay with me what I'm feeling right now so Mm -hmm. that really motivated me yeah um so I think those were all my source of motivations throughout time really yeah definitely yeah whereas right now obviously you know i'm i've got my job and everything so um there's not much um input input from other people so now i have to sort of listen to my inner voice Mm. and it's just um what's motivating me now is just myself telling me that i need to you know update my knowledge and just be the best doctor i can for my patients so Mm. i think that's what's you know getting me to study nowadays Yeah, definitely. I think you touched on a very interesting point there, which was like your motivation evolves as you evolve as a person as well. Right. So in like you said, when you were younger, it was very much like, let me study for myself, but mainly for my parents. And also when you said that, I just realized um, I think you're you got like 10 A stars in the GCSEs or something. And I saw your your picture on a newspaper because I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember, because I was on it as well, because I got a couple of A stars and A's as well, but not 10 oh, A stars wow. like you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's I what I remember. I was like, it. yeah, I was like, oh my God, and that's the share. So I was like, and I was just like, you know, and, and then I put two and two together. And so interesting that you raised it, because um, you've always yeah. clearly been into your academics. But at the mm. same time, like you said, like um, people saw you as knuckly and like, maybe for the people listening if you don't know what that means I think it's just someone who likes you know makeup and dressing well and I don't know how I don't know if there's an and English sort of outspoken yeah there, I don't think there is an English equivalent to be honest yeah no and I think <laughs> yeah I think it's interesting that you raised that because I don't know if it's just in our culture where just because you study you need to look a certain way or mm-hmm. be reserved and I think there's an image that people have of if you're a doctor, you need to look like a certain way, but you didn't yeah. fit that norm. And I think that was always you, right? You you always wanted to like, yes, study well, but at the same time, you want to show your true character and dress up and feel nice, right? Um, and it's interesting exactly. that you, you raised that as well. Um, but I guess just on that, like, did you ever have like an identity crisis, if that makes sense, where you were like, do I let go of my knuckly side or do I, you know, keep it or do I let go of my studying side right did you ever go through that battle kind of thing um not really to be honest um I don't think they clashed in a way um I never really thought about toning down my makeup or anything like that whereas study I knew I had to concentrate harder in it Mm. so my parents were like you know you spend more time being knuckly like if only you could spend that time on studies but you were you were getting your grades do you know what I mean it's like I am it's like that's what you want right so I was like fine I'm not going to turn down my makeup but I will show you that I'm actually you know not that bad at studies kind of thing so I just that motivated me to work even harder kind of thing Mm. so um no I don't think there was a clash between them both I just carried on with both of them really (laughs) oh that's so good because I think 
if you like slightly started to slack in your academia, I think your parents would literally jump on you. Like, only yeah. if, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Down, but I think I love how you kind of took both streams in a way in, in the same rate. Um, mm. And you were yourself and, you know, they couldn't judge you or like criticize you for anything because do you know what? I, I, I can do both. And I think in a way yeah. it is like putting two hats on, right? But doing it, at ease and actually managing it as well right like juggling different yeah yeah I think we do need to change like perspective of Nepali man you know people because they feel like you can't juggle two things at once you know mm. you can't multitask but actually you know people are able to be more than just this one image that they think we should be yeah mm. so you know we we can be um both knockily and studious and like you know a good daughter and something else more kind of thing yeah you and don't I have think, to always fit the image exactly yeah and I think from our generation we've kind of changed that and going back to what you said about being outspoken like I guess in our culture women aren't outspoken right we're not meant to vocalize things or even like be successful or be the breadwinner but I think slowly that's changing in our generation and in a way it is kind of proving to them that yes we can do both and we need to normalize that it is okay to do both or be outspoken and still kind of kill it in your career um i think there comes a point where after you've proved them that you can do it people can't really chat shit about you if that makes sense you know like no matter what you do it's like you've already ticked the boxes of i'm killing it in my career i'm doing you know what i love doing you can't really say anything so i think there comes a point where you can just do what you want but i think in the beginning there is that phase of proving to others and also yourself that i can do this right Mm -hmm. that is true going on to like your motivations again like you you mentioned how in um when you were studying it was your friend group that really pushed you as well because I think going back to you know if your friends and your support system has a certain level like you kind of want to aspire to be like them right um so I guess like we can maybe quickly touch on your uni experience and and how was it like how did you pull those all-nighters and what kept you sane and did you ever feel like giving up in those was it six years of studying six years yeah crazy <laughs> yeah in another country as well it's yeah mad when I think exactly it. It went, yeah it went quite quick though um so I studied medicine in Bulgaria um and initially I went with two other friends who are also Nepalese so that really helped me so I'd already known them before going to uni yeah um so I already had this support system if anything went wrong I'd have them two to talk to about everything kind of thing so um when we arrived in bulgaria we found out luckily that about 120 of us were from england Mm. so you know we could already relate with each other and um, we were all going there to get this degree and we knew that we had to work hard for this Mm -hmm. um so yeah and then after that we got sorted into groups um and the two the two of them so we um lived in the same accommodation but we were put in different groups so although um you know we had different experiences we could always come home and share you know each other's troubles and worries and whatnot and we'd always help each other out so we already always had this sort of support system let's say Mm -hmm. and um so during exams, what kept us sane, I don't know how we did it. Like literally, <laughs> poor all-nighters and we'd be like, what are we doing? Uh, we were so sleepy. But like, because, you know, them two were still studying, I'd be like, no, I have to study as well kind of thing. So I think it was more of like, um, 
not slacking if them two are still working like why would I be the first not one working. to go to bed kind of thing yeah yeah so, yeah it was just all three of us just like you know keeping on keeping we just kept each other going kind of thing like mm. we just have loads of cups of coffee and just keep studying really mm. um, yeah that's it really I don't know obviously you know we'd all, always think about our parents as well you know they're like paying for our tuition fees or like our um you know they're just our financial support kind of thing and we can't let them down kind of thing mm. and um at the end of the day the goal is to get that degree and somehow we have to get it mm-hmm. um through thick or thin kind of thing um and yeah i think it was just us friends really pushing each other on yeah i mean that's amazing because i think like university is hard as it is right because you know you finish college and you're like going to most people in the UK I guess go to a new city and you know you have to live on your own and pay your bills and stuff I think that's hard as it is in a normal degree right I'm not trying to like degrade any degree that's you know not medicine but I think there is a different kind of expectation if you were in the UK studying a different degree but I think for you it was like a bit like it's like twice as hard because you were in a new country but also you're studying you're studying medicine right and I think even though you might have the brains for it I think there's other layer of like hard work and I can't imagine it being easy at all and like like you said Mm. there's like time is you feel time is limited right because there's so much to study and it's like exams next day and then at the same time you're like I need to sleep as well what do I eat so I think Mm. obviously we've a lot of people maybe listening can relate to that uni student life like where you you know go out and you're not eating well you're eating unhealthy stuff but yeah Yeah, I think for sure yeah (laughs) during exam times we just used to order so much you'd understand and it was especially yeah it was especially hard in um summer times as well because we have two sessions um one exam session in winter and one in summer Mm -hmm. and in bulgaria summers are like sunny 24 7 is it like this want to go it's like this all summer for three months and we're just like what are we doing inside like cooped up with all our books and like with medicine well especially with our friends our friend circle they would study like literally from eight in the morning till like 10 at night or even 12 or two like depending Mm. on when they actually woke up yeah Mm. and um so (laughs) <laughs> we'd just be like texting each other like you know what are you doing like what topic are you on oh no like I'm slacking behind and we just like try to keep each other motivated it was yeah I don't know how we did it to be honest and yeah, yeah the sun did not help we'd just be like come on I'd be sun I could be sunbathing outside or going to the swimming pool or something but we just had to sort of you know keep it all together and just keep going on really mm. um, yeah. so, I think it's the power of accountability as well like where you ask someone else what they've done, it's like, oh my God, I need to do that. Or like checking on, checking in on, on each other, if that makes sense. Because if yeah. you don't do that, you do end up slightly, because if it was just you, like you, you wouldn't have that benchmark in a way, right? And obviously mm-hmm. everyone learns at their own pace, but I think having that core group, like you mentioned, was a great mm-hmm. way to kind of keep each other like going, right? So if you're having a bad day, they can be like, come on, mate, like, you know, you need to do it or vice yeah. versa. So I think, in a uni like in a support system is so important I, I think I talked about it on a different episode as well like I wouldn't have gotten my degree if it wasn't for my friends right because yeah. the lecturer can only take teach you so much and after that it's like up to you but also your core group to kind of learn and kind of push you to like do your best if that makes sense so no that sounds great and I think as hard as it was for you looking back I'm sure that built you so much as an individual and the mm. memories that you have you always kind of cherish it right because I think that made Shaz who she is today and you can't 
buy that you had to go through that right yeah yeah, yeah for sure. i love that <laughs> so much struggle <laughs> made it at the end thankfully exactly yeah. and how was that moment like how did you know like how did it feel when you like got your last uh, result or like when you did your last exam and when you knew you were going to be a doctor and you told your parents so how did that like obviously I can imagine how it yeah. felt but like can you explain that moment when you were like I have made it in a way I think when I got my last resort literally um I just got out of the building like smiling so like <laughs> wide like an idiot and then as soon as I got out I was like oh my god oh my god and then I just quickly called my mum and I was like oh my gosh you know my last exam I've done it blah 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 and they're like congratulations and I'm just really elated like it feels so good to you know come out to a different country and I like, work so hard and finally get the thing that you were after yeah honestly I words can't explain it we were I was really really happy honestly yeah even like you think, I think to this day that, yeah. that's like been my happiest moment in my life honestly yeah it felt like it was so worth it yeah I mean even well, when you're just honestly. when you're just saying it I'm like getting the chills because <laughs> like, I, yeah, I could just imagine how it felt for you and like the family mm-hmm. like when you're like I've made it I think I'd be like a crying mess <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I think I've cried on my graduation day but I don't know if I cried on my last exam day but I was really really happy I think I was too happy to cry <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like it. I'm gonna yeah. live I'm gonna embrace this moment I'm gonna go sunbathe yeah. finally you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I deserve I feel like you just deserve it all you know yeah, oh, I remember I like you. when I handed in my last disso as well like because obviously I'd pulled an all-nighter or something and yeah. I'm not an all-nighter person but I think I had to mm. put it then and then exactly, I, I just yeah. remember feeling like I just can't wait to sleep. Like I was like, I can't wait to sleep all day, all night. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. to make oh. up for the lost time. And sleep just, is priceless, right? During honestly, uni day. <laughs> yeah, like it just feels so much sweeter. Because obviously towards deadlines as well, like you have to wake up early and you're like, I would do anything to have a line, but you can't because you're like, there's something that needs to be done. But I yeah, think definitely. after you hand in or something, it's just like it just hits differently like you can't explain that feeling (laughs) yeah yeah right honestly Uh, that's so amazing and yeah I think that was a good kind of summary into you know going back to the question around what your key motivations are and I think we've you know touched on it in terms of your um degree and stuff but my next question to you Shaz is actually understanding right like from everything that has happened in your life from past experiences point of view it could be when you were younger or like you know recently is there one moment in your life which like it could be an experience like an event or like a holiday or something that really shaped you to be who you are today like what's the first thing that comes in your mind like when you think like oh my god if that didn't happen I wouldn't be where I am if that makes sense yeah um I suppose in a way studying abroad Mm. so if I had studied in UK instead of studying abroad it wouldn't have shaped me to who I am today Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously it was quite you know quite of a challenge to go to another country you know you miss your friends and family already you wouldn't you know you'd only see them sort of twice or three three times a year kind of thing so that was already hard but then having to sort of you know, adjust to this different life with different people um, and like a different country, which they're speaking different language. It was pretty hard, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that sort of pushed me even harder to um, work that much harder because given that I wasn't complacent, if mm. that makes sense. I was always like, 
um, I knew that it was difficult. So I knew I had to get through this. Mm. And in, in order for me to do this, I'd have to work that much harder. Mm. So um, you summarized it perfectly, which is the whole idea around a new culture or a new challenge, like a new like language and kind of adapting to that as well. Because it is like going to a completely alien world, which is now your home. And you need to know how the hospital works. So you need to know where the closest shopping market is. And that becomes mm. your home, right? And and I guess yeah. like that on itself is, like I mentioned earlier on, if you are moving to a new city in the UK, that's hard. But if you're not speaking the language, that just adds another layer of like difficulty, difficulty. which mm. um, you wouldn't, as if you don't have enough going on. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got stuff yeah, to like do really and true. do exams. But I think, yeah, like, I think this whole idea of like, learning about the new culture like right like you said and mm-hmm. I guess like when you were there like you did mention that there was a lot of people from the UK that went but did you also kind of learn from other um individuals in your course that were from different countries and different you know religions and different yeah. places that you learned from I suppose if we went to uni here it'd be the same kind of thing we'd come across like different people as mm. well from different backgrounds um but um, I think in Bulgaria, because um, it was abroad, like the English students formed like a community and they knew that they had to sort of look out for each other kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I think it was like a stronger bond than if it was, if we, you know, it would have been if we were here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, with our friends, we had a really close bond. And in general with, you know, with the, you know, with the students from here, we formed sort of connection with everyone we knew sort of everyone mm. so it was like a really um close-knit community and we lived in a bubble essentially and it was yeah. really comforting I guess it was yeah that yeah. was your family wasn't it because obviously your fa- your real family was thousands of miles away so they exactly. were there for you right like if you were yeah. ever, like in trouble or if you needed to support like it feels like you could always rely on them if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. I guess like from you mentioned that I guess that going abroad kind of shaped you in the six years like is there one memory that sticks out to you I know it's a hard ask because I'm sure that there's you know I'm sure there's a loads of memories but you know is there a time where you you went somewhere or did something in that year abroad that really kind of makes you happy thinking about it Mm. (laughs) there's so many that I don't know what to pick (laughs) um but I, I suppose just going on holidays I suppose um that made me more confident and more independent in a way because um so we were in Bulgaria which is like a landlocked country there's so many countries nearby but Mm. for the first two years we were just studying all the time and suddenly in the third year like one of my friends who was much older and who had traveled before she was Mm. like you know like why don't you come travel with us just us friends and this was my first time traveling alone without my parents Mm. and um I was quite nervous and this was Istanbul as well where you know at that time it was deemed not that safe, you know, with the all um, Middle Eastern crisis mm. happening. Um, so my parents were like, what, you're going just like you and your two friends, like girlfriends. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's safe, like mm. blah, blah, blah. But then That's typical parent, isn't my, it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but somehow I sort of encouraged my parents and it was just, we had to go on a night bus to Istanbul as well, which was scary wow. already. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, so that was my first trip with just two friends going abroad. And 
uh, you know, the trip went so well. Istanbul it was so beautiful. Like the memories there, the you know, the people there, everything was so amazing. When I got back, I was like, wow, you know, like people are so friendly, so helpful, and everything's worked out so well. Like, mm. why was I so scared about? traveling alone kind of thing so mm-hmm. this actually led me um to have wanderlust as well after this i went on so many holidays that was like you know um it broke that trip. initial like fear kind of thing right exactly exactly yeah. that and um yeah on i think it just sort of um improve if improve me it sort of what's the word it just made me evolved so in a way much right? better yeah it just made me so much better in so many levels kind of thing like mm-hmm. you know in terms of confidence and trusting people and just yeah just being open to things I guess mm. open to new things yeah and I think that's what a lot of people say when they travel right and um that's the whole point of traveling is like it opens your eyes up to a completely new world and it makes you grateful for what you have and also appreciating different cultures and no matter where you go like everyone is the same if that makes sense and it, it kind of makes you brings you closer to humanity as a whole I reckon and I I, I can relate to you as well because when I first traveled I think I went to like it was my first year of uni and I went to Paris and I was scared right because it's like I've never traveled without my mum and dad and it's that initial growth and I guess because of our culture like it's not like our parents go on holiday often is it like it's, it's if you do it your own and I think the first one is always the hard but then after that similar to yourself like you just kind of you fall in love with this new thing don't you and and yeah, it, yeah it's even little things like using maps or like trying to figure out like how to get to a place and yeah. I think it's mainly the beauty of like new places as well and I think that's mm. exactly what like you said it's like traveling as in as a whole kind of makes you a better person because it opens your eyes and it, it just kind of like it's hard to explain isn't it it's, it's it just yeah. like makes you a better person if that makes sense yeah yeah You're just open to new things I guess and you're mm. aware of everything around you kind of thing exactly yeah. and then once you did that it was more like it was like a snowball effect where you like I'm couldn't stop yeah couldn't stop <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the piss now I need to be stopping <laughs> yeah. you know? and Bulgaria exactly. is such a because it's quite central Europe right is it central europe ish it's sort of south oh is it southern south? europe okay. but um yeah yeah i'd say central ish south mm. so you know there's like so many countries surrounding it like um greece um serbia romania um macedonia and then you just keep going on like you can just literally take a bus everywhere kind of thing I know. so honestly you have to go everywhere else because it's just right there kind of thing yeah so, I really yeah. want to visit so I've never been but I've heard nothing but great things and I don't know if you know Priyanka I think she mentioned that she knew you Priyanka Poon mm. oh yes I know her yeah. Yeah. yeah so she is one of my family friends and obviously she's gone and studied there as well and I was like oh my god can I come visit you and she's like yeah come and like she was saying how like gorgeous like the place is and really cheap and stuff yeah. as well. so it's definitely on my list so I'm going to ask you for recommendations if I ever when I go down to Bulgaria, <laughs> beaches are really nice, honestly. Yeah. Oh, Priyanka says, yeah, she was so nice. I, I, yeah, I really miss her. She, she was just so bubbly and nice. Oh, oh. yeah, bless nice. her. Yeah, she's like, you know, <laughs> killing it there as well. And I remember she went solo traveling and all these kind of things. So I'm sure she's loving yeah. her life out there and like just 
flourishing and, and growing like you all have yeah. as well <laughs> yeah but yeah Definitely. cool sounds good so i guess like you know that was a very great insight into the ordinary tales part of the podcast which is all around getting to know you and you know your your past and your kind of career and also things that you did to kind of develop yourself in a way um and now like we're moving into like the second half of the podcast which is all around extraordinary dreams and like things you want to achieve and what you know what else you want to do so I'm going to ask you this one question and we can just kind of take it from there so my question to you Shaz is what do you want your legacy to be legacy yeah (laughs) oh gosh well um I just want to be known um to have sort of helped a lot of people I guess um yeah Mm, that's it really (laughs) yeah I mean it is one of those questions it's like we don't talk about often right because it's like you know we do things like you mentioned in the beginning to for your society or your parents and you're constantly on a chase and it's like a tick box mm-hmm. exercise and I think yeah. now we're at the age where we're like okay what else do I want to do and I think you said it in the beginning like now my key motivation is myself and listen to your inner voice and I think that's how legacy is linked as well which is all around the impact that you want to make and you know what do you want to be remembered for and I think now we're at that stage mm-hmm. in our life where we start kind of facing that and I think going back to what you said around just to help a lot of people, I mean, you're a doctor, so yes, yeah. you're definitely going to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the key thing that you do. And I think yeah. I even was talking to one of my friends and she was saying how like, especially with COVID happening and it just puts into perspective like what really matters and that's our health yeah, yeah, and our yeah. life. And it, if anything, like sure. the work that you guys have done, the NHS, and it just puts into perspective like your job as well, like and how can you help? definitely do the helping a lot kind of piece and um mm. I guess like beyond just like your your career and what you do like have you ever given much thought into how else you could like do the helping a lot kind of uh, piece mm, helping a lot well um it's just a thought but I've always thought about sort of going back to Nepal and um opening like you know free clinics um like um, going to villages and opening these free clinics just to have you know blood pressure or you know sugars checked for um, the population there I feel Mm -hmm. like that could help them out a lot and I feel like so many people in Nepal their symptoms get undiagnosed because they just you know don't have the means to go to hospitals or you know have themselves checked out so um, one day I do hope to start a campaign where we can you know venture out to Nepal and have this um these kind of clinics open in so many areas yeah I mean that sounds that'd be really nice <laughs> yeah that'd be so cool and I think you know when we think about giving back and obviously there's a lot of other countries that need help from the western yeah. world but we come mm-hmm. from a third world country right like we have seen yeah. what it's like in the villages like the life our parents or even uh, grandparents lived with the lack of basic necessities right like clean water or to your Mm. point health and and stuff so you know when I even when I talk to my friends like who have been here in the UK who studied when we think about what we want to do it's definitely going back to our country and giving help because our country needs so much help um Mm. and it's kind of just Mm. giving back to where we come from right and I'm sure that with your kind of network and you know you've got other friends who are in a similar position to you 
I think, you know, whether it's in the next five years or 10 years, I'm sure that will definitely kind of come into life. And if you, if you kind of put it out there, I'm sure everyone would be willing to help. Um, Because yeah, going back to the whole COVID thing again, like health is the most important thing. And I think it's the education piece that's missing from our countries as well people yeah. aren't educated mm. about you know what the right thing to do is or whatnot so no I'm here for it and I'm sure you will in the future oh thank you hopefully hopefully it'll work out yeah um, on that note as well another thing is I would want to sort of go around giving advice about diet as well I feel like um, especially the elderly population in Nepal they don't really know you know what the right diet is for them mm. like I have heard of, you know, um, stories where they don't really know if red meat and alcohol isn't as bad for them and they just sort of have that on a daily basis. Mm. So I would one day want to go and just preach on what good nutrition is. Um, I think that'd be really helpful as well because obviously, you know, you can cure diseases, but it's best to prevent it. Yeah. So I feel like with the knowledge, um, with with you know educating them on nutrition they can sort of have the information and go about it the right way yeah I mean, that's another thing as well yeah I think that's so important because even if I look at my grandparents right like they mm. just say whatever they learned from their parents and their parents and I think most times it is good but I think a lot of the times it's just what you hear from the people around you and most likely it's not the truth right and mm. I think one thing that where we who've been I guess educated can add value and especially with like technology improving these days as well like if you ever wanted to be like a a digital nutritionist or something like that and and doing like a webinar with a group of people in in a village and scaling it out I think there's a huge market for that um and in a way it is kind of utilizing your knowledge and it wouldn't I don't think it'd have to be advanced knowledge but it would literally be education to your point around what's good to have and you know having the right kind of fruits and vegetables or what not to have and I think that could go a long way as well um and I think I I could definitely see it kind of being a huge market in villages but even also in like where we are even in cities as well right um but I think mainly in villages because those are the guys that need the most kind of education and if you could kind of start from maybe one village and then um kind of do like a ripple effect by having networks in other villages it could go a long way so no that would be so sick if you did that do it do it stop stop planning it create a business plan right now yeah (laughs) after the call opens a word document like how to (laughs) (laughs) after this convo i'm starting at it (laughs) oh do it honestly do it i mean that would be so rewarding as well from your point of view going back to what you said around like helping people like obviously you're helping people on in your day job and and a lot of people here and obviously that's great as it is but it's like going the extra mile when you feel like you know you want something else in the future so yeah that's exciting though oh it is it is (laughs) it'll work out amazing cool um but yeah so that was a kind of great way to kind of learn about your legacy and you know what you want to leave an impact wherever Mm -hmm. in the world um and my final question to you Shaz is more around your recommendations and I think I mentioned it on the email as well which is all around um any recommendations you have to kind of share to the people listening that could be a book or a podcast or individuals quote just something that you want to share that has really kind of worked for you from a self-development point of view 
listen to self-development Sundays. <laughs> it's definitely worked for me. <laughs> I, I swear I didn't pay you to say that. Just a disclaimer. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually listen to it all the time, guys. I love it. And uh, you will too. Thank you so but, much, um, No, of course. Um, other than that, I would say, for me personally, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and, or even YouTube videos on TED Talks. TED Talks is really eye-opening and um like there are so many stories that are very inspiring on ted talks mm -hmm. so i think you should definitely listen to ted talks um is there any favorite have you got any Ooh. favorite ted talks that you remember there was this one i don't know what it's called but it was about a lady um so she was a neuroscientist um mm. and she herself then suffered stroke and while she was having stroke calgae, she literally described, you know, on her talk, like what it felt like. And, you know, there's like two parts of the brain. One's, one's a thinking brain, one's um, like a feeling brain. And mm. it just describes her experience. And she just explains it in a way that there's more to life than just science. You know, she's obviously a scientist, mm. but then she's um, talking about this. Um, at that time, she felt like uh, she could see herself from a different angle so like she just basically um reinforced the idea that spirits do exist and wow. there's this spiritual side of Realm. things as well oh my god i would yeah. love that i need to check that out that sounds yeah, incredible so once i find the link i'll send it to you honestly that really that was the best talk i've ever had and she mm. explains it so well as well wow. so that got me thinking like maybe um i should start you know like um, experimenting on the spiritual side of things as well oh you um, do yeah. girl you do there's loads of books and stuff you can you know look into to get to learn about this, that side as well yeah <laughs> but yeah sorry you were going to say something as well at the end was it like a book or something that you were going to mention at the end or Oprah or Super Soulful Super Soul Sundays yeah yeah that's yeah. my favorite I was listening to it this morning <laughs> there's a Kevin Hart one yeah, yeah, I saw it earlier. I need to listen to it. Oh, well, I used to listen to it before, but I've kind of stopped in the middle, but now I'm going to go back again. But you know, when you were listening to it, I was like, oh my God, I used to listen to this. Like, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's I really only, I only read, awful, I, only, I guess. Yeah. It's so Even good. Soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I only discovered it, I think, a year or two ago, but then it's like mm. so good and it just makes you feel so good after like listening to it as well. Yeah just makes you think more and be more aware of things and you know there's more to life than just what you see basically it just makes you more deep i think it does woke <laughs> yeah woke af <laughs> amazing cool oh and um listen to food medic as well that's um, it used to be on nutrition but she's she's a doctor who just explains about um loads of things on health really i think that's very useful as well um yeah yeah food medic was it food medic like the food medic yeah the food medic yeah i mean really i mean like i can clearly stuff. see that you've got a, um a kind of a passion in the nutrition world right going back to what you said earlier on so i think obviously to be an expert in that field you need to kind of keep updated on your knowledge and and be interested in that thing those things right so i think i definitely see like a like a potential in going back to what you said around giving the nutrition nutritional kind of advice to to people so no that sounds good i'm gonna check it out as well thank you, <laughs> thank you. that's motivated me even more at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, let, let me let me find more podcasts on that <laughs> nutrition stuff you need to hear, yeah I um, other than that you know i've actually since covid i've actually started doing yoga and i've realized 
is so good honestly it just makes you feel so good like you feel like you can kind of relate with your body more like mm. you can actually feel your body like yeah and um I just feel so like stress free and just so relaxed after it. Like, yeah. Oh my god, so. I love that. And uh, do you know what? Uh, my friend Pe- like for Perry, you've met Perry as well. She's yeah. actually doing like a yoga group on her page, and we, there's like a Ooh. this. I think fourteen of us which, who are all going through this yoga journey, um, and we're following the yoga with Adrian's videos, and but we're just kind of keeping each other accountable by posting like, "Have you done day four or day five? And all these guys are saying like how much oh my god yoga with adrian that's what i do yeah yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we're actually doing that as well but in a group so if you want to get involved i know we're on day five or six but if you want to literally just you can get involved and it's so good and you're right like it literally feels like meditation in a way without realizing mm. and you're like in with your body and for me as well i'm like still getting into it but yeah if you want to get involved definitely yeah. join us i think oh, there might yes. be some people that you know there as well Oh, nice. Mukum's there as well. And, what? Um, yeah. No way. Yeah. So, see? He does yoga? I can't believe that. <laughs> see, everyone can do it, right? It's gender neutral. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I love that. Do you, so, do you do it every day or how often do you do it? Mm, so, I'm on this, another group as well, which is like Quarantone Kalge. Um, so, they do Is that the one of, that Ramona does? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw it on the story. <laughs> that's so, so good. Yeah, most of the times it's like hit workout and abs and blah, blah, blah. But every Saturday they tend to do a yoga session. Mm. So it's sort of every Saturday for now. Mm. But on the days where I just feel like, you know, after work, like I can't really work out. I just do a bit of yoga and just feel relaxed. And so it's, I feel like I've kind of stretched my body out and I'm doing some form of exercise. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I think it does kind of make your core and your muscles stronger because even though it doesn't feel like a workout, you're activating the same muscles and I think you're exactly. letting go of like negative energy and all of that mm. and yoga by Adrian is so good because she does it more from like a meditative point of view as well as opposed to just mm. you're doing yoga right which I really love exactly yeah oh, amazing and yeah she's very motivational as well because right at the end she's like oh you've done well and yeah she makes you feel so good at the end yeah yeah and, and yeah. I love when she's like then do it at your own pace so you don't have to be kind and I'm like I'm glad these, that you said that because I'm like struggling right now because sometimes <laughs> when she does a plank she makes yeah. it sound so calm and I'm like I'm like vibrating like a phone like <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah but no right. I love that she's so good hey I need to mm. get back I might do some later if like outside or something when it's not that hot it's better outside as well, in with the nature had a little detour but um yeah thanks so much for like <laughs> giving all the recommendations and also like you know things that have worked for you mm. I think just going back to our whole conversation as well mm. it was great to kind of hear from the beginning in terms of you know what really drives you and how you said around your motivation has evolved as you have evolved as well what you find important and I think I really loved what you said around now your key motivation is finding that in a kind of voice and and you know mm. what do you want to do after in a way it does feel like you've ticked boxed everything in terms of your career and, and studying and now it's given you that time to really be like you know what do I want to do right and um, so I think that's mm. such a great way to kind of look at what drives you and then moving into the legacy kind of thing I mean helping people out and also your kind of vision for the future around going back to Nepal and creating clinics and in a way just giving back right which you said and and yeah. especially in the nutrition world and finally kind of rounding off with your recommendations I think that was a great way to kind of as the name suggests, understand your ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams, um, and also just to kind of get to know you. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And 
I have also said to my other guests, like, imagine doing like a 10 year reunion where I, where we do this again in 10 years time and seeing how the answers change or, you know, oh how God. you have grown. How fun would that be? That would be so fun. I'd be up for that, honestly. Right? And also yeah. this is kind of like a, kind of like a journaling diary, but like a podcast diary for you to listen back at no matter what you do in the future. Right. You can always come yeah. back to this moment and this podcast when it goes up um and just be like yeah like you know I always had that drive you know I, I knew you know <laughs> that kind of thing so yeah thank you so much for coming again and hope you hope you enjoyed that uh chat You're as welcome. well thank you for having me honestly I love your podcast like I listen to them all the time so amazing thanks so much myself oh god <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Self-Tough Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye.